0: Thanks for joining us for episode eight of Bill, Bill to Bill on VIP. I'm Steve Lillis. This week, we don't just have my pal, John Evans, as a guest. Um, not that John's a guest. He's like a co-presenter, isn't he? You know, he's a bit more, than, he's a bit more important than that. But alongside him is one of my um, guy on Sawbox, and I've only known him for six, seven years, but he's, he's a great pal of mine. We don't, And I mean it. We don't, I don't see enough of him. And he's one of our former partners in crime at Fox Nation. <laughs> the... Um, former WBO super featherweight champion and a brilliant pundit who we don't see enough on air. And I'm not just saying that because he's a pal, he's a criminal, he's not on BT Sport right now. And I'll say that. Uh, Barry Jones, uh, great to have you on the show, Barry, and, and I appreciate you coming on. And uh, just thinking there earlier on today about the Fox Nation days, they were something else, weren't they? Oh, mate, there, unbelievable. You to believe it, didn't you?
1: It was just a of times, wasn't it? You literally just, it was like being, it was like our own little show. We just did what you wanted and Steve just came up with ideas on the fly and me and you would just talk absolute rubbish and talk over each other and it didn't matter. And, yeah. and I, 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 was looking, I was looking for some photos recently and I got some, I'll send them some funny ones where we, where we had some fighters in the studio. Me and you were jumping all over them and you know, feeding each other chocolate. It looks a little bit... Um, <laughs> yeah suspected, say the least. Well, John though, John obviously, John too. John's a to box good. nation yeah, I, as well. I, I, I used to love it. You were on you never, that shit you, show? What was that shit show? On... What was that shit show you were on?
2: What was that one? <laughs> oh, that's longer. that has gone off the plan. Is that that box nation shows everything, but it doesn't show our show on repeat. It shows everything else.
1: Oh, it was, it, it was bad, but it wasn't
2: that bad. <laughs> it used to be great. You, you used to turn up on a Friday and you wouldn't know who was yes. in that <laughs> little green lighting room. Would you? It could be anybody. That's
0: right, man <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> best day ever the worst day for me was just before christmas about four years ago and you hit me with a little body shot barry do you remember oh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and you couldn't say nothing because you're thinking oh if if i say barry jones hurt me that's my reputation right down <laughs> the pan <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant.
0: Great
1: thing. i did it. i did sorry i gotta say i did that i did the danny Flexer once as well there's just he came in for something this is early days when 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 um, he hadn't upset anybody and um, I cracked him with a little body shot only tapped him but you could see his face go <laughs> yeah
0: well, I, I'll t- and, and then it,
1: put, it puts it in perspective because imagine some guy who can really punch whacking you in the belly
0: <laughs> all right, so I, I went down on my knees but I got up about six and, but you felt it you know you're a boxer you're an ex-boxer you know how to deliver a punch yes,
2: yes.
0: Um, you're alright John anyway mate you good you had a mad day I think haven't you
2: yeah one of those days today but oh ready to go
0: Brilliant stuff. For those of you listening to Bell to Bell for the first time, we cover six topics. I've come up with a couple. John's come up with a couple. Barry's come up with a couple. And um, after three minutes, it doesn't matter if you're mid-sentence or what, no-nonsense from John Evans, what happens? We usually start with John, but um, Barry has um, picked two topics, uh, as I just said, which is telling you that again. And the first he's come up with is, what's one of the, is the talk of boxing today? Um, Barry, your first subject.
1: It's about Daniel Dubois. Did he quit? And was he, was, he, um, was he right doing so? And, and it's, um, it genuinely is a, a two-sided um, answer to it, I think. I think he, he, he took the knee, of course he did, and he was in pain. And he counted, them. I wouldn't, quit's a big word, quit's a bad word. Quit, quit implies you're a quitter which means that's something that, that you do. And I don't think that's the case with Daniel. I think it was just, he was in a fight where he'd never been in that situation before, uh, in a fight of adversity, and he's obviously seriously hurt. And we know the, the eye is worse than maybe we first thought. Yeah. But he did take the knee. And, he, and not so bad taking the knee. That's not a bad thing, but he, he chose not to get up. Yeah. And, and, and so, as, as you can see, all the ex have complained about it, and and maybe journalists have defended him. But the reason we, we the reason most Xbox have complained about it mainly is because we know that what well, you've done, and, it's, I'm you and I'm not saying you And I'm not saying he won't come back and be a fantastic fighter. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he will be in some wars and show he has plenty of ball. And I'm pretty sure of that. But on that particular night, he'll know that he didn't want to know, and yeah. and that and so so you can understand why, the, why there was a big up, up, uproar with Xboxes saying you quit. No, I never called him a critter. I didn't say he, he sat it out. Yeah. And I, I listen, because it's, it's put, and people go, out oh, with his eye, and he saves himself for another day. You don't think like that when you're in a fight. So You shouldn't think like that when you're in a fight. And I wasn't a brave, like, fight with my face sort of fighter and put it on the line. But you don't, I've been hurt early on in a fight and gone, I had to go on a new eight, nine rounds with, 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 with bad damage. and You're just thinking about surviving and, and you don't think about it. And the pain, my rib was hanging out when I got hit with a body shot. I felt like I pulled my pants. It was horrible. It was, the pain was immense. I didn't know. I thought someone was hitting me with a baseball bat. I thought I was being stabbed at times. But it's a weird pain when you're in it because you're, you're, you're sort of consumed by it all so much that you, you almost feel it and don't feel it if that makes any sense. yeah. It, it's like almost like a pain but it's such a numbing pain. But every pain is different, of course. But yeah, I think it's it's a real... It's a real touchy subject. Yeah. Do I think he quit? <laughs> I don't want to use that word "quit," but he did. He knew what he was doing, and and he and he and he took he took the way out. And I'm not saying he, he's he's a coward for that because he's not. No, but questions will be asked, and he will have to answer those questions, and have to prove people wrong as time goes by.
2: Do you yeah, think? Do you think, that, do you think it should have been taken out of his hands? Do you, I didn't see the doctor come in the corner once maybe it could have been taken out after nine. I spoke to a friend today and he said the fight would have been over at the end of a tenth anyway. Do you think but, maybe that decision could have been taken out of his hands?
1: And well, that's what the corner's for. And that's what the, the referee's for. And that's what the doctor's for. That's what happened to me. You know, someone took it out of my hands and, and, and retired for me and you hate them for it and then you thank them for it as you get older because they, they saved you. But, it, it, yes... But in a fight like that, even the corner, because they're consumed in it. Because all they're thinking about is, we can win this fight. Because it was relatively close. I thought Joyce was, was up a couple of wrong points, but it could have been the other way. And so it was close and it was competitive. And, had, and obviously... <laughs>
0: oh, when their eyes show... John, your first topic. Yeah, we're going to go with the jab.
2: The, you know, we, we're constantly told it's the most important punching box. And I think that's because people say it sets everything else up from it. But in recent times, we've seen a couple of displays where it's been used as a a real weapon. We saw Lyndon Arthur, we're going to talk about in a little while, against Dex Spellman. He just completely put Dex in his box, didn't he? Dex a trier. He couldn't do anything. He he was stuck at the end of that jab, couldn't get past it. And then last weekend, as we've just been talking about, Joe Joyce just used a telegraph pole, didn't he? It became a real weapon, and he won the fight basically on a, a, a jab on its own. Just this past weekend, Mike Tyson, something else we might touch on later. One of the great exponents of a jab. It's not a big booming shot like Larry Holmes or Foreman. He used that double jab to get inside. And I'm just pleased that we've had a few reminders recently of just how good a weapon a jab is. We all like a warm, we all like a big knockout punch. But I think there's something special about seeing someone surgically dissect somebody with a jab. And I've just really enjoyed seeing it recently.
0: Yeah, I really want to get Barry on this, so I'll just be really quick. Also, with that jab of um, Joyce's the other night, I, c- I can't think of uh, a, it, one that's been used to do so much damage to a man, i.e. the eye, since there was a fight in Russia, um, Lebedev when Lebedev got beat. Who was the guy that...
1: Guillermo G- G- G-M- Jones.
0: Guillermo Jones. But also with that jab the other night, um, what was so brilliant about it, he used that jab... He used it as not just as a weapon, but to take away everything Daniel had. Yeah, I think I think
1: the jab, because of the amateur the amateur boxing system of computer scoring and two minute rounds for a while, the jab was lost for a long time in boxing. You could see a lot. Everyone wants to set with a big right hand, and they don't use the jab. Heavyweights especially don't use the jab enough, and that was refreshing with Joe Jokes. and Dubois got a good jab. But what, as we seen how effective a jab can be, we've seen. How, when you take a jab away, which what Joe Joyce did to Daniel Dubois, how yeah. oh, ineffective your attacks can be. That's what, that's, what, that's what was really impressive the other night. He used his jab to full effect, but he took away the jab of Daniel, of Daniel Dubois by little, bit, little movements of his feet. And once he took that jab away, Dubois couldn't get in. It's, it's not only a scoring shot. It, as you've said already, it's your gateway into combinations. Your gateway to closing the distance, finding a gap, and setting up the bigger shots especially as a heavyweight, because you hit them on the chest, you stop their movement, you double jab them, you move them back, it's physical weight. So it needs, the jab's the most important weapon. Everything goes behind the jab. All the greats, when you look back, except those Maverick fighters, all the greats. Like, even in modern times, of Andre Ward, the, the outstanding fighters, everything comes off the jab. Even people like Carl Zaghi, who are not remembered for the jab, everything comes off it. And, and it's, it's the most important weapon. As a heavyweight, it can be used as a rangefinder, a fast weapon, and also it can knock
0: you out. There we go. Perfectly timed, Barry. Steve Lillis. But my first one, the hard yards. We're going to look at Yard Arthur. Is Anthony Yard, going to have some hard up, some hard rounds this week? Um, we can just carry on really from what um, Barry was finishing on there. I mean, the key for Arthur winning, and uh, I think you agree, John, is that jab and ta- using that jab to take away yards, yards power. Now. The thing here is, you know, what, what, where, he, where I think could happen here is that I, where, where Yard could be in, in problems in this fight is Yard, for some reason, every fight, he spends three, four rounds looking at someone. Um, he even did it against Dex Spellman. And Arthur's the sort of guy who will just stick to pure boxing and he'll, he'll rack up those early rounds. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fight that absolutely fascinates me. Um, and I think Yard has got to start a lot quicker. I'm not writing him up by any stretch. I can just, look, I'm just maybe edging just towards him. But um, I think that um, he's got to start a lot quicker than he has in virtually any fight that, that we've seen him in recently. Um, yeah. I think, you know, you know, one thing in Yard's favour, Arthur makes a lot of, of talk about having gone 12 rounds twice. And he's right, you know, against Amin, which was a hard fight, and against um, Dex Bellman. But that experience in Russia, um, what Yard had, was something else. And also it makes me point towards Yard. I think he would have done a, a lot. I know, you know you, it's hard to compare. He did this, who did what. It's like my dog's got 100 spots, yours has got 101. I think he would have got a nim out the way there last year. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait for this. You know,
2: maybe being a little bit biased because I've seen London so much, but Yard's a favourite. Yeah, there's, no, there's no argument with that. Yard steps off as a favourite. Like you just said, though, Steve, if Yard starts off slow, Linden is a rhythm fighter. If Lyndon's allowed to get into his rhythm, find his range with that jab, this could turn into a real hard night's work for Arthur. I also think Arthur's power's been underestimated. I know it's only at a certain level. Um, He's got a tremendous right uppercut. If Yard gets desperate lunges in, Yard's going to find him with that uppercut. Yard starts as a favourite, but I think this is a a real fight.
1: I can't wait for it. It could go either way. I, I think that Lyndon Arthur has a beautiful jab. I think he needs a bit more weight on that jab for, to stop, like, like Kovalev did, to stop, um, to stop um, Yad from jumping into attacks and to stop him trying to nick his space, which is what he does quite well. Yad sits on the back foot, so it's going to be harder for... for it's going to be harder for... for um, Arthur. Arthur, well done, thank you very much. It's going to be harder for Arthur to find the distance for that jab, as he normally does. So that's what he does quite well there. Does that the He sits on that back foot and nicks his space with the front. So he's, he's going to have to adjust with his feet a little bit, his distance. But if you can get that jab in, if you if can put a bit more weight on it, then it will pro- cause Yad a problem. I still see Yad catching up with him though, because at times, I have, I have noticed at times with Arthur, he switches off now and again, he gets a little bit lazy at times. He's a little bit economical sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> Just carry on, Barry, your next topic. Barry, your next topic. Oh, oh no, the, this topic is now, is the seniors talk. Is it going to be a a, a regular thing and, and, and i'm i 'm worried that it 's going to be i, I would imagine the num i didn 't watch it that tyson and roy jones thing i i couldn 't watch it because there was nothing on that on that bill or anything that interested me at all and so will it be a will it be a regular thing if it 's done good numbers and nobody got hurt and i 'm glad nobody got hurt? I think it opens the door to horrible stuff and i and I think that Listen, two old, two old, two old legends fighting and earning fortunes. I got no problem with them earning fortunes. I'd rather just donate, to be honest. But I got no problem with YouTubers fighting each other. They shouldn't be getting professional licences. That's my big issue there. But these old men fighting, these old legends, these old greats. What are we going to have? A rematch of Ken Buchanan versus Jim Watt? Where does it? Where no? But I'm serious though. Yeah, no, where I'm does not. it end? Yeah. How how more with these stupid do we get? You know, it's, you know, it, and then you're going to have people like Joe Carzaghi and Robin Reid have a rematch and there's going to be all rematches in Britain and, and Ben and Eubank and, 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 which almost happened of course and Collins want to get involved and all the things like that and, and Bruno's going to want to box Lennox Lewis again and, and, but the thing is it's dangerous for any boxer but it's a dangerous sport for guys who've taken a lot of the damage already to be taking damage at this age at that, that age in your 50s and all the rest of it it's an accident waiting to happen I hope it stops
0: I am, I'm with you, Barry. I don't like it. Um, and you haven't you, you hit the nail on the head, the first, first few words you said there. It depends how the figures add up. If it made money the weekend, there'll be people looking to put this on. Now, I think if it, I don't think it's got a long term future. I think, shall we say, the arse would drop out of it pretty quickly because people would see what it's for. But it, you, anything involving people like Lewis, Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, over the next 12, 18 months. in this, And I don't think Lennox would do it. He's got pots of money. He's enjoying a great life in Vegas. You know, he, he does, the, he, he pops up every so often on TV and talks about boxing. Um, and the, But I, what I can see happening is someone like Mike Tyson getting the horn for it. And he suddenly sees there's another 5, 10 million to fight Holyfield. Um, it'll happen. I think it will carry on. I think we still will get them. But I don't think we'll be getting a seniors tour where every two months there's one. And where I do think I wouldn't be surprised if someone tried and put one on over here. And someone like Joe might be tempted to come back. There's ego involved. I hope not.
2: Yeah. Do you know what? Last week we were talking about this and I was worried that Tyson would look explosive for a few seconds or fast for a few seconds and get made an offer that he couldn't turn down for something dangerous. And actually... It didn't look as bad as you would expect. There were little flashes and glimpses and that's only going to co- encourage him to, to stay involved, isn't it? Something Eventually, something silly is going to get him put on Mike's plate and I think that's uh, dangerous and sad, to be honest.
0: John, your final topic for episode eight of Bell to Bell.
2: Yeah, we said... Uh, Boxing, you know, it's um, the simplest punch can be the most effective earlier, but it's another basic truth that gets overlooked. If you make good fight, good matchups, you get good fights. If you put good fighters in together, you get a good result. And surprise, surprise, these tournaments that we're getting these days are just throwing up classic after classic at the moment. This week, we get Ryan Walsh and Jazza Dickens. I think it's a surefire hit, isn't it? I don't see any other way it can be anything other than a crowd-pleaser and explosive. And it's just the latest in a lengthening line of of good matchups and good fighters. Look at some of the fights we've had just off the top of my head here. We've had Jazzer against Lee Wood. We've had Inouye and Donair. We've had Progray and Taylor. We've had fighters like Usyk, Taylor, Callum Smith, Breedis, all showing and getting the opportunity to prove that they're the best in the division. Um Fantastic stuff, these tournaments. Let's get more of them. Let's get more Super Series, more golden contracts, and let's sort out who's the best.
0: Yeah, um, golden contract final this Wednesday. you said it all. I'm sure Barry will speak about that. I guess he's... Kobe's commentating in it on Wednesday. And um, what I will say, just briefly, at these tournaments, what they're doing, being in these great fights, for fighters' profile. Inouye's now a world name. Look at Andre Ward. Um, before he went into the Super Six, he was fancy, but we knew him as the guy he'd beaten Edison Miranda. He then beat Kessler, Abraham Frott. I think there was another win in there, Alan Green. But that made him a household name in boxing. You know, before that, he was just a big American prospect. You know, or not a big, you know, a very good American prospect. I mean big in size.
1: I, I think for me, it, it encourages the kids to enter the tournament because there's a, there's, a, there's a big lure financially or a contract in it. That's where the golden contract's so good. So you've got people who, who they're, not the boxers, but the managers or the handlers wouldn't pit them against these other guys. But now there's a carrot at the end of it, it's worth the risk. So losing your undefeated record is not the end of the world. But for marketing purposes, it may be sometimes can be a stutter step. So these tournaments encourage that. And also, this, this Wednesday bill, it's also on, on the undercard, there's, good, there's undefeated, undefeated fighters box each, each other. On the back of it, do you want to be on this bill? Then you have got to fight on it. You're not part of the contract, but you're part of the uh, of the whole thing. So I think it encourages that. And and I think this it's got to, this this thing of being undefeated now is sort of, it's done. It was a '90s thing that came into it, and it's carried on for way too long, and it means nothing. It means nothing. As Carl Frotcher show?
0: Carl <laughs> oh, Froch, and hopefully Daniel Dubois could show. You know, we could yes. be in five years time talking about Daniel Dubois, and hopefully we are. It means it's great for British boxing that um, the loss of losses he's had has made a great fight. I just hope Daniel, uh, you know, does that. You know, improves everybody who's got the doubts wrong and the after-timers. The,
1: the only good thing about these tournaments, rather than the prize fighters, is they're ten rounds and not three rounds.
0: Yeah. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but um, final one tonight. Something we touched on last week, but I think we hear, need to hear from Barry, the Welter Kings, um, Errol Spence, Danny Garcia... Too good a fight not to ignore two weeks running. Um, Spence to come back into this fight after an horrific car crash. And a lot of us think he still doesn't look 100% facially. To fight Danny Garcia, it says says more, says all about the man that he is. Um, And Garcia, to me, as a boxer, doesn't get the credit he deserves. You know, I mentioned last week the performance with Khan, Matisse. He's beaten Lamont Peterson. The fights with Paul Furman. Deserves heaps of credit, and what a fight it is! I really one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up was to get Barry's view of the fight.
1: I think, I think for me, Gas, First of all, Spence, yeah, is is what you say, echo that. He's been, you know, to come back after all he's been through. It's such a long layoff as well. In a fight like this, says so much about his character, really, that he wants to fight. That he generally does want to fight the best. With Danny Garcia, he's been tremendous. And he's, and, he's, and he's won stuff and he's looked great and he, and he hasn't got the credit he deserved. He should, be, he should have been the, the star. He was the heir apparent this would seen for a while and I don't know what happened. I don't think he's effective at, at welter as he was at, at, at super lightweight to be honest. But he's still good enough. I don't think he's to have to beat Spencer at his best. But this might not be Spencer at his best and that, that must, that's what makes it really intriguing. I just think, I think Garcia is, is a threat for anyone at world level and beats a lot of people. Spence and, and, and the Crawfords the two top two I don't, I don't see him right there at welterweight so if Spence is anywhere near as good as he was he does a job but it's not going to be easy but it's going to be a great fight because Garcia not only got speed and power he has ball. plenty of ball as well Takes yeah. a good shot, and, and, we'll, and his work rate's good. When he has to, he'll dig deep. You got that lunatic of a father in his corner, will rile him up and get him. Well, no, but he's, he has been so great for him throughout his career. He yeah. seems like a nutter. Takes, as uh, you said it all the time, Steve. You say it all the time. Takes all the pressure off his son, puts it all on his shoulders. Yeah. So he's just, just concentrate on the fighting path And I think so. The yeah, Danigas has been underrated, but Spence might be a little bit special, and yeah, we'll we find know. out Saturday.
2: We know, we know what we're going to get from Danny Garcia, don't we? He won't let anyone down. Um, he'll be dangerous at left hook if he can land it. What we don't know is what we're going to see from Errol Spence. You know, I, as we've said, you know, for, for balls for Spence to come back into a fight like this, that was a, a life-ending car crash. That wasn't just a shunt at traffic <laughs> lights, was it? Jesus Christ, he did about four cartwheels. And how he walks away from it, I don't know. I, I don't think he looks right facially. He seems a bit drawly, you know, in his in his voice, but maybe that's just how he is these days and and I just can't wait he is
1: he's a a Texas boy, though, isn't he so yeah don't they all have a bit of a drool you all have a little
2: bit of a drool
0: there we go bang on anyone would think you were a
2: professional Barry
0: Barry Barry you were brilliant as always mate um can we get you back on in a few weeks? One of our ones over Christmas, before we have a little break. Oh,
1: and mate, Steve, you, you're my you're my master, Steve. I will do whatever you want me to you do must, mate, as always.
0: Still a special with Barry, John, where we don't have these three minute rounds and let the mic. <laughs> Would <do> you reckon <laughs> we'll do,
1: the as my career as my career as my career was? Let's do a boring twelve round, three minutes, like <laughs> and, and drag it on, drag it on for three weeks. Just grind one out. <laughs> <laughs> just, just let my just let my fights.
0: Barry, will you come on the week before Christmas with us? Yeah, no worries, mate. You just send right, me a text. Even and, and hey, round bits. We don't have the, the three-minute rounds. What do you reckon, John? We all want to yeah, hear let's, what
2: Barry's Let's, get a, let's get a Dil Megani or a Ryan Walsh on as well.
0: Yeah, we might get them all on yeah, today. Oh, yeah. Maybe get Ryan or, or Alex on. See which one can do it week before Christmas and have a special and we'll just chat for an hour and let people download it and listen to us Christmas over Christmas. That's what we'll do, John.
1: Ryan knows it. Ryan really knows his box. Hey,
0: we had him on the other week, mate, and I was saying. I know,
1: that's, that's where I got it from, actually. How, I
0: got, I, how he's not used as a pundit as well is so wrong. <laughs> anyway, it's not, there's,
1: not enough, there's not enough work and too many people looking for it. <laughs>
0: Sorry, well, anyway, there's not enough work for me. I'm off to be a know, postman uh, tonight. <laughs> yay! <laughs> Fellas, the, speaking to you both, Barry. Um, I'll text you in the week, Barry, and uh, John. Uh, I'll give you a call in a few days, mate. If I'm not sacked from this job, being so, <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I'm, gonna
2: you, I'm gonna text you my address list. Don't throw my parcels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, John, 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 to see you again, Stephen. Always, mate. Fantastic. Yeah, Thanks, me. boys. Thanks, fellas. Bye. For all boxing info,
2: news, and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click subscribe VIP boxing promotions also Twitter Instagram
0: and Facebook